This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Back, Becky Well Daily, right here on the Becky Well Network. Joe O, Joe Jaron Hawks are with you on a Wednesday, presented as always by BetMGM. We'll get to a nickel or dime coming up in 20 minutes. We haven't played in a while. I'm excited for that. Uh, but first, let's talk some hoops. College, NBA, the games that stand out to us tonight. And we got a good list of college basketball games. I, I do want to talk about uh, my Marquette Golden Eagles, so I'm just I'm all mm-hmm. in on now. But I mean, is this is it? West Virginia's last stand is where are we with with Paul and West Virginia? They got TCU tonight. Good backcourt, well coached team. Are you feel a little pressure over your? How do you, how do you expect your West Virginia Mountaineers to respond tonight? <laughs> I don't know why they're favored. I mean, I do, but I don't. Like I've got to see them win yeah. one of these games. Like yeah, they they covered the other day, which was nice, and uh, so they covered the four and a half, and then some people got three and a half, and so they hit a three at the buzzer to make it a one-point win or one-point loss. So they covered all the numbers, which is nice for anyone back in West Virginia. But the wins are not happening. Now, I remember, like, when we looked at the Ken Palm projections, they'd say, like, this could go, they could win some, lose some. Like, everything was, like, kind of two-point projections, two- to four-point projections either way. It's been the wrong side of the coin every time. And against Kansas, they, you know, just kind of got run, had a terrible game and got run out of the gym. They are so mad. They got... Porter Mosier for Oklahoma got teed up the other day and they missed both technical free throws. And then Eric Stevenson, just like with, you know, final minute, they didn't even need a three. And he just chucks a garbage three that had no prayer. Like they just play a really dumb brand of basketball right now. And it's very frustrating. So for that Mm. reason, I'm out for now. What, I, what number did you get? I got four and a half. Wait for what? No, no. For your title. 125. Okay. And it, I mean, it the, it, the number's 100. worse now. This is crazy. It's 120. I see a 120. I mean, it's the but... best, it's the best, toughest conference. They'll probably get in. Are they going to be like a 10? Like, it, it's like, who was it last year? North Carolina, who couldn't figure it out mm-hmm. and then got hot. Like, they've got the, mm-hmm. the numbers, love them. They're still top 30, top 35 in both offensive and defensive efficiency. They're not that pinnacle that we look for, top 15 in both. The numbers tend to like them. They're favored at home against a TCU team that's been good. I think they're overachieving a little bit. So, but they got to start winning games one way or another. They got to start winning games, and they're zero and five in conference play. So, I I will not be backing them as a favorite in the near future. If you're giving me three and a half, four and a half, I will certainly be looking at them. But that's not a number I'm going to chase live in this game either. So, go watch this game, see what happens. Hopefully, they can roll off. They they've played some of the tougher teams in the Big Twelve. Maybe they can roll off some wins and kind of balance uh-huh. things out the next couple weeks. Joey Buckets doesn't have them in. Right. I no, they remember. fell out. Yeah. They just fell out. But I don't okay. I don't put like I don't put too much like I, I appreciate the fact that he does it right now. 
But like, yeah, they've their own five in conference play. They haven't won a game in the Big Twelve. Of course, they're projected to be out. If that continues, they'll be out. Win some games, and they'll be a, a seven, an eight, eight nine. You do not want to face that team in the second round if you're a one seed. Just Here saying. we go. <laughs> He's, back. All over again. He's back. They haven't won a conference game, but let me tell you, if they're an eight nine, they're dangerous. Listen, those top teams. You don't want to face. I, so it'll be interesting to watch them. I'm, now I'm just thinking of Lunardi as Joey Buckets here. Imagine him on a layup line before a game. What about his hair? Talking about hair earlier. What do you guys think about that? No. Yeah, I mean, good. Ravich nice Lunardi. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. yeah, of course, he's a nice guy. And we he's, all he's, he um, is someone that looks like he genuinely loves his job. Oh, yeah. I don't know if it's true. Yeah, yeah. Um, are we just at a point, just as long as we're talking about the Big 12, and there, there's a couple of Big 12 games I want to talk about, including that West Virginia one. Are we just at a point where, they, I mean, this conference is just, it's a grind every night. And there are teams where they've, they've uh, the wrong side of the coins turned for them. Texas Tech a few times. We saw it again last night. Uh, West Virginia, that's been the case in some of the games. And if you look at some of these, it's like, wow. They're comp- it looks like they're terrible in conference play, 1-4, 0-5, but they're like one-possession games. When you're getting more than a possession in the Big 12 with these teams that are, let's say, considered top 30, don't you just take the dog? I mean, is that where we're at? I think I would, yeah, and there's a lot of them. Um, I, I mean, I, I think there's – some of these numbers have felt big in college basketball, and I think the dog is probably the right way to go. I mean, I, I was looking at the Marquette-Providence game just to go to another game Same. tonight. That's a yeah. – it feels like a lot of points. And I like the, I like Marquette, but yeah. Providence good is – it's funny, both these coaches are Darn, good I hope you're so, going to be on Marquette because I definitely – this is one that – I'm like, what am I missing? I mean, just – I think there's this value on Providence since this game went to overtime. It's probably going to be another close game like the one they played back around Christmas. So, yep. yeah, it's like why not take the dog plus seven and a half for Providence? I like it. Uh-oh. And Providence, nine and one ATS in the last ten I, games. You know what's also interesting about Marquette? Every, obviously, Shaka Smart has turned them around, and, and they look like they're really good. Have you noticed what kind of team they are, though? This is different than he's ever had. This is a dominant oh, offensive team. Yeah, yeah. And they don't play three, as much defense. They're number three in offensive efficiency in the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, numbers would suggest Marquette's the better team, and they're at home. But I do agree. I circled Providence as well. I like the dog here. They're not that much better. Now, they're both coming off losses. Tough conference games on the road. Providence lost to Creighton in Marquette losing to Xavier. Uh, wh- one potential advantage that you could look at Providence having in this game is the offensive rebounds. They're seventh in the country in offensive rebound percentage. And Marquette on, on the boards defensively, they're almost outside the top 300. I mean, so those second chances for Providence should be there all night. So that's why I'm with you guys. I'm taking the dog plus seven and a half. Oh, is this a show bet? I think it's a show mm, bet seems like Providence. It. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, it's a big number, right? We're not talking about three and a half or four and a half. The other thing is these teams probably play a high-scoring game. What's, the total is 150 and a half. It's a lot of points. I mean, Marquette is probably going to carry – most of their games are going to have high totals with that offense and their defense. But mm-hmm. it is a big number tonight. Um, before we look to the NBA, anything else? College, uh, Paul's, Paul's West Virginia, my Marquette. I mean, Aaron, are you worried about your UConn future? 
things have things have gone a little off the wow that's interesting tonight (laughs) yeah i am it has kind of unraveled a bit but listen plenty of time they can turn things around and uh, make some noise in the tournament i'm not gonna hit the panic button button just yet i i don't have a bet on it but a part of me looks at this game against Seton hall tonight and i'm like this is when you bet uconn Minus five. This is when there's value. Everybody talking about them losing four of five, four and four in the Big East. These two teams have the same uh, conference and record. And against some of the good teams, Seton Hall has not performed great. Now, at home, they're much better. But, you know, Creighton, they lost by 22. Marquette, they lost by 14. It just feels like this is a time to buy. It's on a game-to-game perspective. I agree. That was kind of my handicap with Creighton last night. Another team that had struggled, they faced a Butler team that is just not good. And Seton Hall, similarly looking at the Kempom rankings, like their offense is just not good. So, yeah, mm-hmm. struggling against stiffer competition, but against – and look, UConn just lost to a St. John's team. St. John's just so high variance. They play so fast. Like, they're, it's just when everything is going right for them. I've seen them play great halves. They put together a full great game against UConn. I don't know that losing by 11 to that team is necessarily like, oh, UConn's in trouble. I just think that's kind of a variance thing with that St. John's teams in particular. So, yeah, I in general, I agree with the beat up on a team that's at the bottom of your conference tonight. And just one other thing I'll be watching yeah. with college hoops, because I make this argument against the Big Ten. I made it against the Big East in the past. Like, when these teams, because, like, as a Big East person who went to Syracuse, like, it was always like, get 11 teams in, get 10 teams in. And they just be, maybe it's, I think a big part of it is because they beat the hell out of each other so much during the season, they fall apart in March. And like you get 11 teams in and two make the Sweet 16. And so if the Big mm-hmm. 12, as good as that conference in is, if they get eight, nine teams in, I don't know that I won't be fading them in the really? tournament as well. See, a yeah, lot of people view that the better, complete opposite way. I know, but the numbers back it up. This is what's happened time and time again. Of all the times, yeah. I've got to look at last year's numbers again. I took a brief look at the teams because I don't remember exactly how many of the Big Ten got in. But it's like lost, lost before the Sweet 16, lost before the Sweet 16. Not including last year because i got to look at it again. But of all the times that a team has gotten like eight or more teams in, once 50% have made it to the Sweet 16. Mm, that's interesting. Wow. Uh, to my point earlier about Big 12 dogs, I'm looking at Oklahoma, Oklahoma, Oklahoma state, you know, rivals. You've got this Oklahoma team. They lost to Texas by one, Iowa state by three, Kansas by four. Uh, They won against Texas tech in overtime. They won against West Virginia, but all all these games are really close in conference with Oklahoma. And I know Okie state's got a, got a great defense. They've had a tough start to the season. Their only conference win is against West Virginia so far. So they're one and four and they're favored by three and a half. I'm just like, these two teams are pretty even. I'm just going to take the three and a half, even though it's, it's on the road. I hate taking so many road teams in college basketball, but um, it's one of those spots in the big 12. It feels like there's some value. All right, I want to look to the NBA tonight. Some good ones. Uh, I know, Aaron, before the show, we were talking about um, Denver on a back-to-back and maybe a, a way to play that. One, Just one quick thing I was thinking about from a future perspective. We've talked on this show about a month now about how the teams can't win on the road, right? That's the NBA this year. There's Teams just don't win on the road, and they're dominant at home. I, I wonder if there's a future bet to be made in the Western Conference. Two teams are pulling away at the top. 
They're going to have home court, these two teams, Denver and Memphis. They are now four, five and four and a half games clear of the field in the Western Conference. Have you seen their home records too? Like if these are the top two seeds, it, it will be an upset if they're not in the Western Conference Finals. Denver is 20 and three at home. Memphis is 19 and three at home. They're starting to pull away. Uh, you know, in a we- and it's been a weird year in the West where it's like, I don't know who the best team is. Those teams look like they're the best. They have superstars with John Moran and Jokic. They're pulling away. I think we could be headed towards a Denver and Memphis Western Conference final, which means if you have a future on either of those, it's, it's a good bet. Mm-hmm. I, I just think they're pulling away from everybody else. But I know, Aaron, we were talking about maybe Jokic, a fi- maybe a fade tonight? Yeah. Before we get to that, did you guys see John Morant tweeting that like he keeps getting drug tested? He was yeah. frustrated about it. That's wild. Could you imagine? <laughs> I guess he could take it as a compliment at this point. So the NBA yeah, still, they, they don't want you smoking weed, but like everybody, it's legal in a lot of states. Like, Is that what he's talking about or what, what kind of drugs? I have no idea. I don't, I don't know. So. That's I think it curious. might be performance. I assumed it was performance enhancing drugs or something. I, I don't know. I think they can smoke weed. PEDs? Yeah, I, I don't I know. Honestly, that changed Why recently. would they be drug tested? He said it's the sixth time this season. So they, hmm. they don't He's test for marijuana. Not anymore. They do in other third, sports. Third, yeah, third straight season, the NBA has moved on from this. That's right. Which That's good. Yeah. I mean, really, worth. I mean, like it is, it feels ridiculous. It's legal in so many states now where these guys play or travel. That's what I'm saying. Like, what, what are we, yeah. Does Plus, NFL do it? it. Uh, I don't remember. Okay, like NBA. NHL, Major League Baseball have ended testing for weed, but the NFL Honestly, does. If you're sitting in your hotel room smoking weed all day the day before a game, wouldn't that seem counterproductive? Like, I would think, like, uh, you might not go out and have the best game, but maybe I'm wrong. If you can't, if you can't find me in Arizona, just know I'm going to be in my room. <laughs> I feel so like I, I would be think... coming out slow. <laughs> I do crazy. believe, and I can't say this with 100% certainty, that the rec mm-hmm. drugs test is before the season. And after it's that, like it is thing. all performance. Yeah, and after Once that, it's all performance-enhancing drugs. I mean, especially the NBA. I mean, this is what the league's built on. Go to For the, the 70s. NFL. <laughs> I mean, yeah. the 70s, it was oh, yeah. like... So yeah. really quick, I went on a deep dive. Uh, you know how I love the double-doubles. I thought, what if I go the other way? Jokic on a back-to-back. And on Betstamp, it said plus 950 this morning. But when I went and looked at different books, it's really like plus 490 for him not to get a double-double. But usually when there's back-to-backs, he either doesn't get it on the second night or he doesn't get it on the first night, which I thought was interesting. Um, but mm. I just was like, playing around like maybe i go the other way and actually find guys not to get double doubles and i can find better value that way sabonis minus 1300 for a double double tonight hard oh pass <laughs> you can't he even parlay the that with Jokic or anybody and get good value at that number mm-hmm. yeah that's a lot yeah, that is a lot. But Simona says lead the league in double-doubles this season. All right, nickel or dime next. We haven't played in a while. I'm excited for this. Nickel or dime next on the BetQL Network.